Welcome to the Prophetic Podcast with Prophet Brian Karn. Enjoy today's message. Thank you. Luke, the eighth chapter. I'm going to go on the flow. As you know, this weekend we had a wonderful time. I shared with them some secrets, things that you have to know. If you're going to be a minister, I asked God the other day. I said, Lord, what is the secret to never being hurt again? Uh, I wanted to know what was the secret. I went to God and I prayed, Lord, what is the secret to never being hurt, never being disappointed, never being let down? What is the secret to that? And uh, the Lord said, sit down, I'm going to teach you. And so I sat down and prepared myself to receive from the Lord exactly what is the secret to never being hurt again. How many people in here never want to be hurt again? I'm sure you do. Put your hands down. And uh, so I asked the Lord, what is the secret to that? And the Lord told me to sit down and he was going to teach me. And I went and sat down and prepared myself to hear a word from the Lord. I wanted to know exactly what is the secret to never being heard again. And the Lord spoke to me some very profound, one of the most profound things that I've ever heard. I believe the Lord said to me, the secret to never being heard again is to be completely disobedient to my will. You missed it. Well, the Lord, the Lord told me that the secret to never being heard again is to be completely disobedient to my will. Prophet, you telling me to dis- be disobedient? No, I'm telling you that if you are obedient to God, you're going to get hurt. You cannot do ministry and don't get hurt. You cannot do ministry and not be disappointed by the people you minister to. And the reason most of you keep getting disappointed is because of the expectation. With those, no, see, I, I, I'm learning something. I'm learning something, again, that's going to be very profound to me. That's going to help me. The Lord spoke to me and said, son, I need to teach you um, how to pastor gifted people. Look at the person on the left and the right. Say, you're gifted. And that is absolutely correct. You, you are gifted. And I'm telling you that gifted people are some of the hardest people to pastor. This is not my message. I'm going to go into it in a minute. But when you are gifted, you're some of the hardest people to pastor because gifted people know how to give the right answer with a wrong life. That's what gifted people know. Gifted people know exactly what answer to give you that you're listening to, even when their life don't add up with the answer that they just gave. A gifted person will sit down with you. You will tell them it's wrong. They'll know it's wrong. They'll give you all the right answer. they say, I know I wasn't supposed to do that. But guess what? Their life, they'll do everything contrary to what they are supposed to do. And I'm saying this for a reason. And this is why it is very detrimental that when you are gifted, you got to be in an environment with gifted people. When you are gifted and you are in an environment with people who are mediocre, when a mediocre person sees a gifted person mess up, they use the fall of the gift to cause them to be better. Y'all missed that. I'm going to say it real slow for you. Okay. Let's say I'm gifted. Let's say I'm a genius. Let's say you just smart, but I'm a genius. Okay. Well, let's need to hang with genius. Because if we're in a classroom, we're just smart. When the smart see the genius mess up, the, the, the smart 
is going to use that as an opportunity to come up. But if all of us are genius, I have a safe environment to mess up, not thinking that the person who sees me mess up is going to use my mess up as an opportunity for them to come up. Does that make sense? Look at somebody and say, you got to get in the right environment. Well, it was very tough for me because pastoring gifted people is tough. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus led 12 gifted, anointed men. And here's the thing, because even though these two men were gifted, these two men, Judas and Peter, both of them betrayed Jesus. Both of them. Judas, of course, betrayed him by selling him for 30 pieces of silver. But when Peter denied Jesus, that's betrayal. Amen. Somebody you're in covenant with, somebody you protected, somebody you've been there for, and for them to deny you, act like they don't know you, that's betrayal. But God spoke to me and rebuked me and helped me with something. He said, even though both of them did the same act, I treated both of them differently. Both of them betrayed me, but I did not treat both of them like they betrayed me. I said, why? He said, because Judas was always a devil. He said, but Peter just had a demonic moment. And it takes a leader to be able to discern who's the devil and who's just having a demonic moment. Look at your neighbor and say, you don't have some demonic moments. I sure have. And it takes a leader, it takes a leader who don't throw you away when you're having a moment. Say amen to that. So it takes maturity. See, Jesus needed to salvage Peter because Peter was going to have the keys to the church. Peter is the one, Peter's the one that got his back. Come on now. Peter's the one that's willing to cut somebody off. And if I throw Peter away, the church will never be birthed. And there are some people that we're willing to throw away because you're not discerning enough to recognize how to put their moment aside and salvage what they carry. But it takes a leader to be able to see that through you. Now, I want you to see something. Go to Luke chapter 8 verse 12. I'm going to show you something. This is not my message. I'm going to preach my message in about five minutes, but I'm going to say this before I get my message. Luke chapter 8, and I'm going to say this because I do a lot of teaching in this church, and you'd be surprised. Give me, give me verse, verse 10. You'd be surprised. I have talked on the phone with people. I minister to people. I've sat down with people, and they get it. And then after they get it, about an hour later, two hours later, the next day, everything you be done said, be done like you never had a conversation with them. And they think that's normal, but I'm going to show them what happens. Luke chapter 8, verse 10. Unto you is given to know the mission of the kingdom of God, but to others in parables, that seeing they might not seen, hearing they might not understand. Verse 11, the word of God declares, now the parable is this, the seed is the word of God. Look at verse 12. Those by the wayside are they that hear. You hear the word. You get it. But as soon as you hear, here come the devil. And the minute he comes, guess what? He take the word out your heart because he knows that if you ever get this word in your heart, you will believe it and you will change. His job is, is to allow you, and I'm, I'm going to help you today. His job, he don't mind you hearing the word. And see, this is something that's real profound. 
because God was showing me something. And I'm going to tell this for you. This is the secret. Me and Pastor Butler sat up on the man of God. I never really sat up on him. He was never my pastor. He was my leader. I led him. I don't think he did either. Uh, we were stirred by a man named Darren McCoy. A lot of you see the gift of God in my life. You see me prophesying uh, 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 personal prophecy. But one thing that was on uh, Apostle Darren McCoy's life that was very strong was to get the word of knowledge. He had that gift extremely strong, especially when it came to sickness. He could see very accurate with the word of knowledge and sick. He didn't call names. He didn't call addresses. But if he came to you and told you you had a sickness in your body, even if you think you didn't have it, if he told you you had it, you got it. He was extremely accurate in the word of knowledge, and he was very accurate with national prophecies. Very strong in his life. He prophesied and told us that Bush was going to be president, and uh, we turned on the news. They said, go one. And I called Brother McGo. I said, Brother McGo, you said Bush is going to be the president. Go as the president. He said, God told me Bush and hung up the phone on me. <laughs> Amen. Amen. When we woke up the next morning, guess who was the president? Bush. Just like he said it. I mean, he walks in when, when, when God, he's not going to say nothing unless God tell him something. But if he ever tell you God said something to him, especially when it comes to the nation, he's very accurate. Well, the gift of God was on my life, and I was doing very well at prophesying, you know, personal. But I was not prophesying national events. And a lot of people come to me and they ask me, how did you do that? How did you do this? How did you do this? I mean, he never taught me. He never sat me down and said, you see, like this. He never did none of those things with me. I learned something, though. He didn't eat shrimp. He didn't eat pork. All he did was drunk water. God never told me not to do it. But because of the honor that I bestowed upon him, I stopped eating it. And as a result of me not eating it because I honored him, I received an impartation. I didn't, he didn't teach it. I caught it. But the way I caught it was through honor. And you're going to understand that whatever anointing you won't activate it in your life. If you honor that anointing, you call it. So he never laid hands on me and said the same anointing on me. I place upon you. He never laid hands on me and said, I impart on you the anointing to see into the nations. All I did was serve. Whatever he did, I did it. If he, my God, if he, matter of fact, y'all see me pull my pants up all the time when I be preaching. <laughs> Pastor Butler do it too. It come from being around, bro. I, I really don't do it on purpose, but when you be around somebody, you take on their spirit. You take on their mannerism. Uh, before I, before, before he preach, he'd get on his knees and say a long prayer. You see Pastor Butler do that. That's what I used to do. Get on my knees. Father in heaven. You know, when we say, the Lord spoke to me and said, son, you know, Brother McCall, when he be preaching, he said, the Lord spoke to me and said, son, whatever he did, we did. He didn't set us down. But whatever you admire, whatever you respect, whatever you look up to, you begin to take on the spirit of it. And as a result of me honoring that anointing, as a result of me, I was able to receive an impartation that changed my life. Now, I want to say something to you very profound that I learned this weekend. That the Lord shared with us, Pastor Butler, it's going to mess you up. I still ain't got to my message yet, but I won't help y'all. I want to tell you something that is so profound that if you get this, some of you miss this. And because you miss this, you, this is the key to the next place in your life. First of all, look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, neighbor. Honor, honor is a spirit. Is a spirit. Wait. You got to get this first. Honor is not a feeling. Honor is not an experience. Honor is a spirit. 
Thank you for listening to the Prophetic Podcast with Prophet Brian Karn. Stay tuned for next week's podcast and visit briancarn.com for more information and to sow a seed into the ministry. To receive this message in its entirety, call 1-855-984-2276 or 1-833-522-5433. More grace, we're excited about your future.